This is the story of writing for February 5th, 2024. On this day in 1901, with the stroke of a pen, king of capitalism J.P. Morgan incorporated U.S. Steel. As a company, it has likely employed more than a million people since its founding, and it has, in some way, affected the lives of most Americans. As a projection of J.P. Morgan's industrialist sensibilities, it focused on concentrating wealth in fewer hands at the expense of workers and the environment. It was Morgan who financed the merger of Andrew Carnegie's steel company and the National Steel Company, though this combination was recommended to Morgan by investment banker Charles Schwab. U.S. Steel became the largest company of its time and the first to be valued at more than $1 billion. And it was on this day the U.S. Congress passed the Immigration Act of 1917. It would be charitable to describe this as an extremely xenophobic law. It is a doctrine inspired by profound bigotry. At the time of its passage, the law was also called the Asiatic Barred Zone Act. It created sweeping restrictions on large groups of immigrants. It classified emigres from all Asian countries except Japan and the Philippines as, quote, inadmissible. In a firmer embrace of nationalism, the legislation required foreign nationals who could still emigrate to the U.S. to pass a literacy test. The ideas that animated the Immigration Act of 1917 were originally put to paper in the late 1800s by the otherwise progressive Republican senator from Massachusetts, Henry Cabot Lodge. Nativist groups in Congress continued to push for its prohibitions for more than 20 years before building their numbers until they could not only pass this bill, but override the veto of then-President Woodrow Wilson. The restrictions were eased a bit in 1924, then a little bit more after the Second World War. On February 5, 1919, the film production company, appropriately named United Artists, was formed by director D.W. Griffith and actors Douglas Fairbanks, Mary Pickford, and Charlie Chaplin. It was Chaplin's brother Sidney who noticed that major production companies were acting strangely. After talking with Pickford and Fairbanks, Sidney hired a private eye who learned that those other producers were planning to consolidate in hopes of controlling directors, actors, and writers with the intent of paying them much less. The twists and turns and the dramatic intrigue of United Artists rivals the storylines of the best Hollywood productions. But independent filmmakers are, in a way, in debt to the artists who got this ball rolling. It is the birthday of the novelist who wrote, There is no intensity of love or feeling that does not involve the risk of crippling hurt. It is a duty to take this risk, to love and feel without defense or reserve. American writer William S. Burroughs was born on this day in 1914. His stories, some conceived or written in a drug-addled fog, combined a kind of mysticism and unreliable narration. It was experimental, but found a passionate readership. Despite his lifelong addiction to heroin, Burroughs is considered a genius by some of the most elite writers of the 20th century. He is now remembered as a major contributor to the beat generation of writing. A note to listeners that this next item includes my attempt to pronounce things in French. You've been warned. Today's reading is from The Letters of Madame de Savonnier to her daughter, written by Marie Rabutin Chantal de Savonnier, born on this day in the year 1626. I experience every day the truth of what you once told me, 
that there are certain thoughts which are not to be dwelt upon, but passed over as lightly as possible, unless we would be forever in tears. That is my case, for there is not a place in this house which does not give a stab to my heart when I see it. But your room, especially, deals a deadly blow from every part of it. And that is the story of writing for February 5th. Thanks for listening.